Welcome to the GSD Factor Podcast with your host, Misha Blamar Farish. Our mission is to help more business owners work on the business rather than in the business. And we are providing that help that is extremely necessary for you to pivot and succeed. So delegation, delegation, delegation. That's all it is about. The more you delegate, the the more we come into play and the, the more successful you'll be. Yeah. Misha, it all boils down to right to our conversation of how you utilize your time dictates the quality and the productivity that you achieve. So if you have good control over your time, because we have limited amount of it, you're going to see a complete transformation of what you can achieve. If you give yourself 10 hours to do something, it's going to take you 10 hours. But if you limit that to giving yourself that four hours to complete that same task, it will get completed in that. And we notice that quite frequently, depending on the work that's available, right? The days that we have high level of work, we tend to be more productive. And the days that we have low work, we tend to stretch the time to be able to fill the gap. Talking to these founders is this notion of asking for help. I myself do this all the time. I'm a very self-reliant person. So of course, I want to accomplish and do everything for myself. But it's so meaningful and so great when people are humble and realize, I have no idea what I'm doing. I need someone else's perspective on this. Let me ask for help. And that's where having a community and a network is so vitally important. Do you really have the time? Do you really have the time to do everything that you need to do on a daily basis to grow your business? And the answer is simple. The answer is no. However, sometimes we think we can't, but the answer Mm -hmm. is really not. I think the big thing is the working from home, the remote element just exacerbated what everybody was dealing with. You know, work and life, especially with our phones, the internet, we can work from anywhere, which is great until it's 10 o'clock at night. The news is on, you're ready to go to bed or, you know, at least stop working for the night, but you can just do that one last thing. So it's that blurring of the lines. And then what I see happening a lot with companies is that we're overcomplicating the solutions because burnout is really nuanced and it's very personal, but we keep wanting to reinvent the wheel when really it's about going back to the basics and just making sure that our people are taken care of, that we have clearer expectations and that people have the right to say no. Danita, what is that landscape of women in the insurance space today as we sit here in 2020? It's hard to believe that it's 2022 and the evolution that the industry has gone through. When I first began in the practical side of insurance over 15 years ago, as a practicing risk insurance manager specialized in construction risks, claims, and equipment breakdown, is very much a technical facet of insurance, which was extraordinarily male-dominated. It's actually part of what drew me to the fraternal aspect of joining the Toronto Insurance mm-hmm. Women's Association, which became a very safe way to navigate what at the time was an extremely male-dominated industry. I've been in Asia on and off since 2009. And I do see developments and we have more and more 
women entering the industry, but it is still a very male dominated industry. And even, you know, if you look at countries like Thailand, where you have a lot of women in management positions, but if you are looking at financial services or especially insurance, you will still find that it is very male dominated. So that is one thing. But I do see a lot of change and I do see amazing women coming up all over the region. InsureTech Australia, for example, has now their second female CEO. Right? We are seeing CEOs leading insurance companies as well as uh, successful InsureTechs in Asia. Let's dive into that topic around why women find it so hard to speak up and advocate for themselves. So it actually goes back to society and culture of what is considered attractive in a woman or desirable in a woman. And I talk about this in the book. I have a whole section of whys. And what it comes down to is that we're taught at a really young age that you should be quiet. You should sit small. You should not tell anyone your opinions or your thoughts because that's not desired in a girl or a woman. Don't be afraid to advocate for yourself. If I waited for my company to resolve the issue, I'd still be swirling around trying to like make things work out with a group that didn't want to work with me. Don't wait around for somebody to find a solution for you. Figure out your own solution. Pave your own path. No one is going to pave your path for you. So figure out what you want to do, what you're passionate about, and what brings value. You know, what do you have that you can bring value to the company and do it and raise your hand and offer it up. This idea of zone of mastery or zone of genius, whatever you like to call it. I like to call it zone of mastery, but every single person has their zone of mastery and it is so unique to you that you you are literally one in a million. Created the Black Female Factor, I noticed that in the conversation, this was specifically around the political campaign of Hillary and Barack, and they were not asking Black women our opinion or what we thought. And so I thought, if they're not going to ask us, I'm just going to create a place where we can share it. So that's how I started the Black Women Amplified, and it started off as a blog. And then during the pandemic, it moved over into a podcast. One, I had too much to say. <laughs> and two, I, love I, it. Wanted, I wanted to bring other people into the conversation. There is always advocacy. People are often known, but they're not known well. So really being able to be sure that people can articulate their case for support mm. and be able to take that message to new people and be able to arm those who might be volunteers or supporters of yours with the information of how to be able to tell your story is quintessentially important. One of my personal goals is to help nonprofits integrate with technology. I've undertaken that goal myself. So we have been working really hard on getting more efficient, utilizing tools that are out there to the best of our ability and being able to put them into play so that we can reach more people, tell more story and be able to gain more for our youth here at the Boys and Girls Club. In a short word, we help people with simulations in virtual reality that help them understand the ways they behave when they are triggered by certain cues. And we add on top of that mindfulness so they can identify what's going on 
basically they get out of the autopilot after experiencing some of the virtual reality. In 2020, the year that literally everything happened, and I got forced out of a company that I was very happy to join. And originally they were very happy to have me come on board. And what it did was make, make me take a step back, reflect, and start having conversations with people. That's when I was like, wait a second, there's probably more of us having the same type of feeling. And you and I, again, echoed that. We have members of the board that you introduced me to that have echoed the same thing. So yes. we realized that the time for change was now. So IE was founded on the premise of uplifting the voices in our industry that are typically excluded or minimized. I was one of those, you were one of those, and, and we are not the only two. This industry has been around for centuries. <laughs> Um, so we know that we have some work to do here, but I'm really excited about the momentum that we've already built. Well, it is, I think, a mental mindset when you're thinking about leaving a company to go out on your own. It's a different mindset because you're not within the, the walls of a company any longer. You are out on your own and it's the Wild West sometimes out there. There are lots of resources, but it's spread out. So obviously one, come to Indie Pop for Healthcare and let's talk you through it. But mentally, some things that I kind of went through when I was launching is a little bit of doubt that I was able to do this because I didn't know everything about launching a company. I am the co-founder and president of Rectify, and I've had the honor and the privilege to mentor tons of startup founders. And there were really two things that I started noticing and started percolating in my mind. And I said, I have to do something about this. I want to create a solution. And those two things, as I was talking to founders over the course of a couple of years, was one, this sense of like founder isolation, right? Given, you know, a lot of us went into a remote work environment. A lot of us that own businesses were working in silos, trying to solve challenges and obstacles. And sometimes we think that we're the only ones trying to solve these challenges and obstacles, which by the way, is not true. And two, I really started noticing a mindset shift in many people that I talked to on how we engage with our time these days. Thanks for listening to the GSD Factor podcast. Follow and subscribe. Let's connect on LinkedIn, Twitter, or Instagram. Continue to ignite the GSD Factor in you by visiting gsdfactor.com. And remember, get shit done.